What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to yet another episode of our weekly So Rare MLB and All Things So Rare podcast. We are batting practice. Before we get too far into today's episode, wow. How are you fine gentlemen doing this evening? Do we sound better? Do we sound better? Ooh, everyone flex their mics. Yeah. Well, I don't want to move mine. It's in a good spot. Fair enough. Um... And none of us are sick. Wait, which which one of you was sick a couple podcasts ago? Uh, just not sick. I had COVID I was sick like a like month ago, a month and a half ago. Yeah. So I'm just you know. over here just like just doing great. <laughs> wow. I'm just doing great. <laughs> um, you just jinxed yourself. You did. Well, Knock on yeah. wood. Oh wow. We oh, need wow. a we need a, a, a sensor already. Yeah, every when I when I publish it to anchor, um, it always asks, do you want clean? Is this clean or explicit? So I'm gonna have to check. I'm gonna have to check the e-box. So just get all the fucks. <laughs> oh, no. Get all the F's, just get all the F's oh, no. out right now. Well, we're, we're already gonna this this episode is already gonna have it. So just just keep going. There'll be some more when we start talking about auctions for MLB. Yeah. That's later on. That's later on. Little Ooh. teaser for you. But guys, but. MLB weekend one in the books. What are we saying? I want to hear some. I, I want to hear some I was reactions. There. I was you there. there. You were. I was at the. I went to Wrigley Field yesterday for the Brewers' smashing nine to five defeat of the Cubs. Uh, it was a beautiful day in Wrigley. Wind was blowing slightly in, uh, so even though they the Brewers won by four, it could have easily been a lot closer. There was one catch uh, right on the warning track against the against a dead ivy. It's funny, everyone pictures the Ivy at Wrigley like looking great. It looks like crap. I should say shit because we already swore once. Um, <laughs> it just looks like t- it looks terrible, uh, unless it's like the fall or you know, peak summer. Uh, but it would look looking uh brown and depressing. Uh, but and that was maybe the Cubs' fate for the series. Um, but hey, they, they tried to try to hang in there. But the the Brewers youth, and we're gonna touch on this, my god, they came to play. The Wrigley Field bleacher hecklers could not get in their head. Uh, I, I myself was not one of them, but witnessed it firsthand. You would not believe the stuff people were saying. I can't even say it on the podcast. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> Whoa. That's even with the explicit already yeah. going yeah, on. I can't so. even say that. Yeah. Andrew, guess what? The IV always looks like trash. So mm, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. At least you survived uh, the what wintry temperatures of Chicago. It was Windy nice. City. It was, was nice. It? It, was it was nice Sunday. yesterday. Was, did you you survive? I, I did. Sur- <laughs> I did survive. It um it did feel like uh you know Josh. I don't know if you you went to uh, how many Badger games you were able to attend, but both Jake when I went to UW Madison, and we would you know mostly sit in the student section for the games, and occasionally there would be a fan from another school. Uh, usually the the school we were playing that would sit in the stands and, and custom what's customary is you'd call the person an asshole uh usually a chant would start so you you, you just have like about 500 people calling you an asshole <laughs> and uh i thankfully it didn't didn't turn on me but there were several brewer fans um i guess we all got collective like um on the garrett mitchell triple uh, we all started clapping, and the whole bleachers turned to us, and just we were going at it. It was crazy, um, but yeah, the Wrig- Wrigley Field bleachers, super fun time. Definitely go, uh, especially if you don't like the Cubs, or if you do, I mean, you'll have a good time regardless. Hopefully, they don't win, but uh, I don't know. The Cubs aren't even a threat. Oh, oh. I'm not even worried. I'm not even. Hey, worried. my my. Uh, what was it? My bust of 2022. Sorry, 2023. Dansby Swanson. Just saying. He looked really saying, good. He, had, he, had he looked really yeah. good. He was he was really good. <laughs> he, he was, was like so the good. one shining moment. You want yeah, a bus for, a bus for 2023. That's not even a bus because it's just he's just trash now is Cody Bellinger. Oh my god. Oh no. He looks more lost than a child without a mom in a grocery store. Whoa. 
I, I yeah. just came up with that on, on the fly. So that's great. The bleachers were heckling him too. Deserve. They, they were heckling him. It's they were heckling. It's from it's English deserved. class. Deserved. They told him to go back to the Dodgers. It was hilarious, actually. Fair enough. Probably should. You know who else? Who else looked like a kid lost in the grocery store without their mom? Christian Yelich. Me. My so rare teams. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Everyone oh, I played from common down on to rare had a player who decided to go on the IL. What? The day before opening day or on opening day. Yep. Verlander, Urias. Uh, I'm forgetting the other two. No, I had two Verlanders, one in my common. No, I had two Uriases, one in my common, one in my limited. Whatever. I didn't win anything. And not only did I not win anything, I don't think I finished top 50% in any league besides uh, maybe rare, but like, whatever. I wouldn't have won any money this week much less any cards if there were a future game week but yeah it was rough but i i am glad because later on this month i will be going to a white Sox game i won't be going to a cubs Ooh. game but i'll get my own uh my own content is <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind <laughs> not my own will be experienced too i'll have to pick up some Sox players beforehand yeah there you go but yeah this this game week one was rough what about you guys what about a so rare perspective well, we I'll make you ones? I'll make you feel better here. First of all, we're going to the Brewer game on Saturday. So we're all getting our live MLB who, experience. Who do they play? Our fix. They play the Red Sox. Oh, baby. No, no wait, wait. Oh, There's another oh, no. game later in the month that we're going to. Oh, my. Play the we Red should Sox. on the fly bring back low light of the week. Oh yeah, we got to because it I'm sure you guys already Wait, know the clip I watched I'm talking it live. about. They play the Cardinals. It I watched it live. I watched that live. I just was doing some work late at night and I watched the Orioles on in the background. I, oh my god. I, I'm so well actually guys, I was sweating this week my so rare stuff. So I was watching that game actually for for so <laughs> rare. Awesome. Um but yeah, no I was watching that live uh having a good so rare sweat, but Oh my God! Yeah, we, what a, we gotta what we gotta moment. do a breakdown of that. That's amazing. yeah. We might have to pull up. Just there's another there's another great low light and highlight from just a Brewers game today, but we'll get into that. Um, going back to my so they're playing the Cardinals on Saturday. Red Sox oh. later in the month that we're going to as well. Anyways, uh, Jacob, if this makes you feel any better, my rare All Star lineup put up a solid 184 points. That got me 218th place. 3.4 points away from a reward. Wow. Isaiah Tyner Falafa got booted out by rookie Anthony Volpe, which deserved zero points. Yeah. Eduardo Escobar, negative 2.1. Oh, my God. So if that makes you feel any better, I didn't win anything either, and I missed it by three points. And two of those points were because of minus. So, I mean, it'll to happen. be fair, he, Eduardo Escobar also sucked today against the Brewers. So it's at least like he's consistently not yeah. doing right so far. Yeah, he got the boot from the, the starting lineup this week. Um, but shout out Xander Bogarts put up 68 points in the first game week. So that was a great rare buy. I have to uh, give myself some credit there. You have his yeah. rare? I yeah. do have his rare. Wow, and I got him, nice. I got him cheap like last year, too. Wait, yes. can, we, can we run that? Was this on the pod? Was this a re- yeah. recommendation? Yeah. Was this, yeah. I, I you, think we got to think like up this episode. Four, I swear. Wait, Let me I tell you. Five Wait, or something? I think, I think I still have that Google sheet. Josh, pull it up. But, um, okay, you know, no, I, I, I got him for point oh seven, which was ninety bucks back then. But still, wow, he's. I think he's worth three hundred yeah. right I'm now. I'm thinking. Right. Of, I think I'm actually thinking of story. But yeah, yeah, three hundred <laughs> story. Yes. Let's yes. see. see I, His lowest price okay. is two fifty six right now. So I'm gonna give you a hot take because I just did this in soccer. Sell right now. You have made a hundred and twenty dollars on that card at least. That's that's two and a half soccer rare thresholds that you just made on a single card. And I think you could get a cheaper card if you were trying. Because, like, I don't know. You could go either way. But I just feel like that's such a big increase. Right. Um, I don't know. We'll get into the, we'll get into yeah. the market a but little yeah, bit. Yeah. But we'll mm-hmm. see. I don't know. We'll see. 
but also like you could be building another team but anyways right. um andrew andrew i know you won some rewards this week i mean right. do you see the name it's not i'm not name? andrew i am <laughs> oh yeah no whale Scroll over. Yeah. See it. Yeah, sperm yeah. whale. I don't know if I am can not see that, but a walrus. I am a sperm whale. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, for the record, I just checked. Xander Bogart still sells for two hundred and thirty-two U.S. dollars. He is up one hundred and sixty percent over the last a uh, week over week from a price standpoint. So yeah, uh, he's he's selling for a pretty penny. Um, and uh, Rafael Devers is worth two hundred ninety-four. So yeah, baseball cards are exploding, but they we're are. not here to talk about that right now. I'm here to to share my my little to flex uh, to flex flex on the success from week one. I finished in twentieth place with in rare all star, which was just enough to get the lowest tier two possible, hey. which ended up being none other than my sleeper. So maybe maybe they heard me. My sleeper, uh, one of the of uh, from the last pod. Chris Sale of the Boston Red Sox, who had a terrible first outing, but <laughs> I hope he's going to bounce back. We'll see. Um, I was hating not, on him last week's podcast. I was, yeah. Was like, <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, so I got Chris Sale, but but the one I was also very excited for, I, I got fifty fifth place in limited All Star, uh, which is was good enough for a tier two. Uh, this is one I was super geeked about because. I never do this, and this is why I'm kind of bringing it up on the pod. I looked at the prize pools like before or like last night after I, uh, you know, was done watching that embarrassing game. Uh, I I looked and saw like, oh my gosh, like what are what players are are in this pool that I could win? And I was getting so excited, like looking at the names, saying like, oh, I'd love to get him. I would love him. And then I opened it up, and it was none other than michael conforto uh who's who's now on the giants and i was just like hmm i don't know like i i I looked i looked at the tier two pool again and then i i looked through the tier three pool and there were several players within tier three that i was just like i'd love adam duvall over um oh man over michael conforto it's just and what's so What's so crazy is I think they did it based on value because two days ago his, his he was selling for $20. But if you want him right now, you can get him on the market for $5. That's what his last auction went for. Oh, so man. that's – I think their their tiers are, are a little bit broken. Uh, I think they should they should take a look at that. Um, but, again, I'm not, I'm not here to complain. I'm going to keep him. Uh, maybe we'll give him away at some point. We'll see. Uh, if we don't, if we spin the wheel and we don't, we don't give anything away. We'll see. Um, Ooh, but that. you know, got got some good rewards. Uh, very happy with how the team showed up in week one. It's looking to carry that through in week two. Absolutely, Andrew. I know you you got your your honorable mention, Chris Sale here. But can we just talk about my middle infielder pick for the MLB twenty twenty three sleepers, Bryce Terang. And that kid is smashing right now. So I just want, I'm I'm gonna take a little credit here. Uh Bryce Terang for the Brewers hit a first career home run today and it was a grand slam. So uh yeah, I'm taking credit for that one. Yeah. and what was amazing about him, I so he was him and Mitchell were two of my favorite players from the game. I think they deserve game balls. I don't know if for the base we don't I don't know if we do that in baseball, but we should. Uh, we should we should have game balls. I'm I'm giving them both a game ball. Uh, but what impressed me with Bryce Terang yesterday wasn't just you know he was able to get some extra base hits and his speed. He walked two times. I think even three. Uh, he had several walks yesterday. So he is seeing the ball extremely well. I even think his his first at bat against the Mets. I think he also walked today before that home run. So he's so from a really young hitter. He's patient. He's choosing which pitches to swing at. And like, that's, that's insane. Like that's something that I'd expect out of Yelich, uh, not, not, not. Uh, the rookie. Um, so in addition to being a good hitter, it's really awesome to see that play discipline. Uh, so definitely really bummed. I didn't bit, I didn't listen to Josh and pick one up. Uh, Cause man, I'm kicking myself. Cause he is good. 
I can't wait for his cards to to drop on the market, even though they'll be crazy expensive, but whatever. Um, Those real life fungibles too. Yeah. Mm. For real. Um, But yeah, I mean, even if you saw that grand slam today, if you saw that at bat, the first pitch, he ripped, he ripped it foul. Foul, yeah. Line drive foul, yeah. Next pitch, slider, granted, it was up in the zone. It was a bit inside. It wasn't the worst pitch. It was hanging but, a man, bit. He, yeah, he rode with it. And then mm-hmm. he, he is, like you said, he's seen the ball very well. Ooh, but, I mean, good good stuff. Um, Yeah, I'd say we made a couple of good picks last week. My my boy um coming out of the relief spot, Dowry Moretta, pitched a solid relief outing for the Pirates. He only pitched once, but it was pretty good. Um. And put up 13. Nothing crazy, but for a, a four, a five point average. Well, wow. yeah, not bad. Um, yeah. So we, I think we all had a, some pretty good picks last week. Absolutely. Our, for our underrated players, which video going up soon, I was editing it to editing it today. Um, <laughs> about 48 minutes down to about eight minutes. So yeah. 15 players to keep an eye out for if you missed last week's podcast. Oh, to, yeah. Uh, sleepers. Sleepers for MLB. But um, I feel like we've talked enough now. We haven't gotten into uh, the big boy, what they released maybe 12 hours ago. It was today. Should I, should I just – should we just show it? Show Drop it. Drop the ball? You got Bang. anything else? Bang. Whoa. ETH rewards coming Amazing. to MLB. No way. How about that? Um, crazy we we were hinted at it last week with the ama or a few weeks ago with the ama with um david baito the engineering head head of engineering <laughs> but <laughs> here we go here's the exact breakdown that we're getting started not this week not the one that's starting today as a recording but next week game week three so by the time this podcast goes up it'll be the next day yeah It'll be Friday when the game week starts. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. 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 So, yeah, obviously, three. the important thing to note right away is that there are no thresholds. And I will get into, like, what we think about that. But I do love how it really will increase the the competition, in the especially in the limiteds. Because I mean, look at even like a top ten finish is getting you at least twenty bucks. That's plus like a good card too. Yep. Yeah these these gonna be prices are are nothing yeah. to scoff at by any rare means. pro rare pro. I want to see a podium from one of us in rare pro. Andrew, you would have won fifteen. Maybe bucks, even a right? fifth. Maybe even a top five. So Hit that seventy five. What? What's interesting is is these are the pro versions of the competition. Oh, you're an which all-star. require all seven um, right. of the same of the same. So yeah, we're gonna get into how we we set lineups. This does tempt me. Um, you know, I'll I'll kind of share like how I'm building lineups, and this definitely gives me some thought as to where I should be putting my best limiteds in a given week. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's amazing to see them give this out. Obviously, like it's not a threshold. The important thing is they know exactly how much they're going to be paying out every week because it's as you know, more people play, they're still only paying out to the top 100 and top 25 respectively. Uh, but it definitely gives some some edge to the baseball market. Um, you know, part of me thinks like, is this was this their plan all along or, you know, because it goes again, one one of the things you can compare the sports with each other. Uh, for example, last week, let me go back into the past. There were sixteen thousand people that entered Common All Star from a baseball perspective week one. Uh, if we compare that to the number of people, let's see, registered for Common Common Pickup in basketball saw sixty two thousand. And I think soccer, they're well over into the 100,000 mark. So we're definitely seeing a fraction of that. So is this, is this kind of their, their kind of uh, la- ditch, not last ditch effort, because they have other things they can sure do. But is this a push that we're seeing because as a company, maybe they want more people focused on the baseball product than already have been? Um, real quick, 
So the total amount they're giving away per week is, I think I just added it up correctly in my head with the positions, but it's $38.50. So it's about $4,000 a week, a game week is what they're giving away for these rewards as of now. But yeah, I think this is going to drive people who don't know what baseball is to the platform. Like, especially mm. from football. Um, and, and they know what baseball is, but they don't know anything about it. Let's say, let's go with that. Um, but from the NBA and the football games, which are more popular in the moment, this will bring people to this, uh, the MLB platform. Um, just a chance to win money is always an incentive for people. Like, oh, it hits that that gambling neuron whatever in the brain um <laughs> the reward gosh, complex. You can correct me. yeah the reward complex. <laughs> it's a real thing it's a real thing <laughs> is it really yeah oh yeah um which we all have clearly so yeah. um i i really think it's gonna drive players and we'll see prices go up because Winning money means you need better cards to win money, which means the better cards are going to go for more. So, yeah, I I really think this is going to be an overall good thing. I don't think it's a, like a last ditch, not last ditch, but like like a a big long grasp, like a far reach. I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's a catalyst, bring, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a catalyst a good way to put is a better it. word. It's not yep. like. The platform is like, like buried in the hole and is like, here's our last ditch effort. We need to give away money. Right. No, I think it's just to drive more traffic to the platform. What do you guys think? I think too that each um, sport has its own sort of unique thing about it that drives people in that direction to play it. And I think SoRare does a pretty good job of of highlighting those unique aspects in order to kind of balance out the three sports, because I think in their mind, the most successful thing would be having all three being successful on their own. Um, so I think this is baseball's way of kind of, that's their unique aspect that they're adding that they, obviously you can win ether in other sports, but um, this is new for baseball. So I think this is one of the unique things that they're adding to it. Um I think there'll be other things along the way too that will help drive people to baseball, but this is kind of a, a starting point to help initiate that the switch over to baseball. Yeah. To me, this, this seems like a move to try to get people playing the other sports, but not playing baseball to consider making the, the jump into, into baseball. Um, like if, obviously there, this will be something where, you know, I don't know if your dad's like the perfect person for this, you know, because, you know, I think most people will be, you know, uh, I don't think your dad's going to splash into super rares or, or uniques anytime soon. Uh, but like, I think for the average NBA player who, you know, is is trying to be really competitive every week, you know, maybe they, they say, yeah, I guess, you know, I don't I don't really care about baseball, but like I like winning and I want to try, you know, to get some ETH or some some dollars out of this. Um, so I definitely think it, it'll be in the short term, I could see a lot of people moving into baseball, um, which kind of covers what we're going to talk about next, which is, well, where, where do they buy? What, what do they buy and how do they buy it? Cause my God, there's no cards for sale. Um, so Americans. it'll be really interesting to see how this, how this move things. Um, but I know, you know, I don't know if there's anything else we wanted to cover there, but Josh, you were looking for a card for the longest time. I think you should share with everyone. Well, okay, like okay, real quick. Um, just as we see in soccer, these rewards can be dynamic. And if this does drive enough traffic to the MLB, I could see them, for the limited especially, going maybe top 200, but then also mm. increasing the wards, the rewards, like the tier 5s and tier 4s and so on and so forth, if it drives enough traffic. So... They're always up for like a dynamic change. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't necessarily get fully set on these, but this is what we have for now, which I'm not complaining about. So yeah. All right, Nosh, what were you looking for? A rare card? A rare card, yes. So we talked about this earlier on the podcast, a couple podcasts ago. Um, Trevor Story is out for, 
at least half the season, if not longer. Um, and that was one of the rare cards I was banking on for the season. So I was down a rare card, hence why I had to play Isaiah. Isaiah. What did I say before? It's not Isaiah, is it? Who? Kiner Falafa. What's his yeah. first name? Is it Isaiah? Yeah. Okay. I swear I said that wrong, but anyways. You said his last name wrong. <laughs> Kiner Falafa? Falefa. Falefa. Doesn't matter because he doesn't play. So. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways, that's why I was forced to play him in, my, in my rare It doesn't All-Star. matter. <laughs> um, because Trevor Story's hurt. So I've been trying to fill that gap. And there's no cards. Let's just be honest here. I'm going to straight to the point. So rare. Why are there no rare auctions going on? I checked the day before opening day, on opening day, the day after opening day, today. This is the most auctions I've seen of rare cards in those four days. And it's 224 cards. On opening day, I think it got as low as 50 auctions. That's it. And then it went up to like somewhere in the 80s. How am I supposed to replace Trevor's story when there's no rare cards? Even well, when you're I... going even when you're going into manager sales, most cards have three to six rare cards for sale, and that's it. So prices are at a premium because there's just none available. Go go to soccer goalies. Go to rare soccer goalies and each the amount of rare soccer goalies that are out there on the secondary market is probably about six. <laughs> you might have a couple more popular ones, but it's I don't think they're auctioning off cards as much because they saw what these auctions do with a bunch of cards in football in the NBA. And they see how less how much less traffic there is again with the MLB. So they I'm I'm assuming here that they analytically are like it's not worth it to auction off more cards yet. Now that we have these new rewards, I think that's why you see this increase in auctions because uh-oh, now I need cards to try and win money. <laughs> so I don't think like you can absolutely be mad that there weren't cards on opening day because it sucks not having a full team. But also I think there was a reasoning behind their decision to do that, like a solid logical reasoning. So I don't think they were just like, Oh, we forgot that baseball started today. (laughs) So I don't know. Andrew, what do you think? That was just like a devil's, devil's advocate. So, I mean, but going, so I, I looked actually up so that right now on the secondary market for soccer, there are 7,000 uh, rare goalkeepers for sale. Um, so there's, there's a decent amount out there. Um, the, the, the big differences in what I think is different than about baseball than soccer is that for soccer, there is this already existing pool of cards from previous seasons Whereas baseball, it launched halfway through last season, and they barely even scratched the surface of the amount of car. They 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 didn't mint anything last season, and they didn't mint any, mint anything at the start of the season. To me, like like the reason why Josh and my Xander Bogarts is up a hundred and sixty percent week over week is because they didn't they didn't auction enough of that. Now, did they need did they need to auction ten of them and completely crush his price? No. But like, you know, people on soccer talk about price stability. I think it can go the other way. Like, I don't think seeing a 160% gain week over week is sustainable. It's not like, you you know, you correctly told him like, look, we should sell. Um, and that that's probably right. The, the right advice. And again, we're not talking about trading. This is not financial advice, but it's it's more like if if prices are moving that much that quickly, that's a sign that the market is too hot and they could cool it not by like 10 xing supply but I, I think the the biggest difference between baseball and the other sports is that there's just not that pre-existing supply like we have in the other games yeah i Let's, should have been more yeah. specific about my my rant i think like you said it's not it's not the lack of auctions even though there could definitely be more auctions it's the combination of the lack of auctions with the lack of already existing stock um, 
So when you get one card of one player, what I don't even know how frequently a player is being auctioned, um, auctioned off, but you combine that with maybe three to six, three to 10 already existing rare cards. And that makes for Xander Bogarts going for $250. So it's kind of the combination of the both. I, like you said, I still think they could add in more auctions, um, get through the one ofs, get through the Jersey mints. Um, and why not do, like you said, not 10 X, maybe two, three X and, and see how that works out just to get a little bit more availability. Um, so looking at Steve Clark, goalie for the Houston Dynamo. They made it up. The Dynamo, Steve Clark has nine available cards, rare cards on the market. So I think your your comparisons are off. I think they're pretty comparable to how many rare cards are on the market for soccer. Um, I don't yeah, but- think like the only thing is that there's no new cards being auctioned off for like players that aren't already in the game. So like Bryce Tarang, Tarang, when his rare card comes out, it's going to go for a bunch because it's the first one. Whereas a Pedro Galese, for example, there's ones of him, Andrew, you have one of his from like 2019, I feel like Mm -hmm. or a while ago, but yeah. So it's not tear like the supply isn't, that off from the other sports but that being said it just it's tough when you don't have that supply i mean jacob you said there are what, how many steve clarks on the market right now there are uh nine i believe yeah so for xander there's three xander bogarts so i mean yeah. it sounds small but like that's a 300 percent difference you know three versus nine i mean that's the other the other important thing with baseball yeah, over and- over seven months of the game being out five of which were winter when it wasn't being played. <laughs> but the other the other thing to take into account um, is that the pool of players is a lot smaller in baseball yeah. as well. So for example, there's like the like if I didn't get Steve Clark, there's probably 20 other goalies I could choose from whereas I don't know, like I mean I guess the same thing could be made with with major league baseball shortstops, but it's like if if you're drafting, you know, yeah, if we look at the top, the difference between the best shortstop and the 30th best shortstop is a huge difference. Um, and so if, if everyone's chasing the top five shortstops, you know, then like, of course, they're going to sell for. So I, I do think supply is a concern and I do think it is different than the other sports. I think goalkeeper is the closest. I, I think you make a good analogy there. But I still think it it highlights how there's just not that much around, even from, um, you know, the, even after these first couple weeks. Yeah, yeah it might be guess, one of the. It uh, might be. Go ahead. Just to just to follow up, last thing, like you said, there's a three hundred percent increase, but that's again, that's just due to the, like, so rare football's been auctioning off cards for three, four years, right? So, those goalies will have more cards in general so i would say they also have 400 percent of the supply that were minted therefore it's comparable relatively to how many rare goalies exist on the market versus how many exist in general to how many xanders exist on the market and xanders in general that's what i guess i was comparing um but yeah not what were you gonna say i mean it, it could be as, as simple as it's just less players, right? It's it's simple math when you put it that 30 way. Teams, yeah. There's 30 teams. There's a thousand rare cards per player, and they're not going to mint a thousand cards. That's just the max of what they could do. So even if they get into the hundreds, you're looking at, like you said, in order to be competitive, you probably have to be in the top 15 per position. So let's say top 15 shortstop. So that's 15 shortstops times max a couple hundred. So you're looking at only a total of, let's just say 600 rare cards of competitive shortstops over the course of an entire season, which includes rewards, auctions, 
So when you when you put it that way, it, it all makes sense. Um, I don't know what the solution is to that. Um, I don't know if there is a solution to that. But when when you think of it that way, it makes sense why there's not more auctions in baseball. And I think over time, once, like you said, there's multiple seasons of soccer, um, there's going to be multiple seasons of baseball. So over time, the the stock will go up just based on time. But right now it's so fresh and new, it can be a little frustrating. I like to me, and this is what I think they did with Sower NBA in, in the Premier League is they launched a F ton of cards in the beginning. And yeah, I think we could look at those individually and say, maybe like if you do look at the average sober NBA card, like their graph on sober data, it's a straight line down. The people that bought really early on or bought the the one ofs or the two ofs, who would be dumb enough to do that? <laughs> I actually, I did, I did that for a couple people. Um, but if you compare the one of uh, Evan Mobley to the, I don't even know. Let's let's see how much they're up to of Evan like Mobley. Kate Cunningham, yeah. Uh, well, Kate Kate is different because he's been hurt all year, um, so they stop yeah, auctioning but, hurt people. But he still has a one of. Sure, sure, um, sure. He's still but, okay. So the best for, rookie. For, for Evan Mobley, we're up to oh my god, eleven or eleven seventy three. So almost twelve hundred limiteds. Uh, so they've just been printing supply uh, where on baseball there it's like the opposite approach. So maybe, maybe they realize like they need to keep supply tight. The problem is, is though, like, I don't know, there, there's some balance, you know, obviously I don't think there should be 1200 Xander Bogarts out there. Um, you know, but I, it'll be, but. Okay. Compare I, if there's four times the amount of, uh, people using nba so rare do you think that 300 xanders would be a good thing or is is that too much for limiteds yeah because right now about four times the amount of people enter nba competitions and mlb competitions well i will say some of the auctions ending right now a lot of the players are on there somewhere between fifth to eighth card for limited wow so when you put it that way, it actually seems like kind of a lot of auctions. Yeah, but and this is it to me, like what I, I think the perfect auction looks like is you you get a lot out in the beginning and then you slow it over time. You know, the you get you allow the people to get the um the jersey mints and the whatnot, but ultimately like if Josh wants to get a, a rare um replacement for Trevor Story, he shouldn't have to struggle that much to get it. Like if you're UJ and you want to buy a limited team how the heck is your how 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 is your dad going to go and collect seven limited players maybe more because you'll have to get a couple guys that rotate in and out uh, like like the amount like that cost to build his limited team right now would be insane um the other thing that i was curious with this eth update is there's a huge difference in i think basketball does as well that they give value to like sometimes like the the bench guy has more value than an all-star just simply because the name of the game in so NBA is you outperforming your floor, your, your, your diamonds, your threshold allocation. Uh, but in baseball, you really kind of just want to get the best players. It's kind of how football was back in the day before they capped cap things. Mm -hmm. Um, so the the difference I, I think between NBA and baseball is that the top five shortstops will sell for a considerable premium, uh, unlike the top five forwards in the NBA, um, because the only like real cheat code spot is that uncapped. Uh, so I think the scoring the scoring definitely plays into the these price dynamics too. Absolutely, yeah. You look at NBA where the top five overall players in the NBA are are the premium. But then there's a huge drop off from there on where you're trying to to work into that capped um, budget. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, to to conclude this segment, I know everyone's dying to know. I purchased a rare Ryan McMahon third baseman for the Colorado Rockies today. 
Um, he's kind of my budget replacement for Trevor Story. Honestly, he's not even a budget replacement. They're probably around the same price and same kind of the same player, honestly. Um, I feel like I overpaid probably 10 bucks for him because of rare um stock. I keep saying stock. What's the right word for that? Would you call Supply. it stock? Stock Supply. inventory. Supply, yeah. Inventory. inventory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Inventory. Exactly. Um, so hey, yeah, month's Monday. Today is my inventory day for work. Oh man. Mm. But yeah, concluding, we finally have a Trevor Story replacement. He's he's in my rare team right now. Uh, they play tonight, so hopefully he can show out for me. Amazing. The, the other thing is over, maybe. And this is kind of related to um, that. I, another thing I, I love about Sower MLB is that we get to use our limiteds in rare competitions. So the kind of top twenty finish I had, I, I that's that's a misstatement. I got twentieth, <laughs> but I say <laughs> top twenty. Top twenty. Uh, it sounds sounds better. Um, but four or three of those cards were limiteds. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I think one thing that football and basketball should do that they don't is allow you to play your limiteds with your rares to progress. Uh, that is one thing I think baseball does uh, ahead of any other sower game. Um, so if you guys want, I think we can cover how we're building lineups and and what what we think about when we're doing that. I'm going to learn a lot from this segment because I struggle with this on the game week. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to mention like real quick with these new ETH rewards, if we do see more people coming, that will have to drive up supply. Like if more and more people are coming, like you said, prices are going to be way too high. So I could see them upping that, which will lead to more people playing the competitions, which will lead to hopefully an increase in rewards, which will lead to more ETH being given out for more people. So yeah, I could I could see that. But um yeah, my lineup building skills were not great last week. <laughs> not for the fact that my players did bad, but because I played people who weren't playing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're an MLB podcast. Um, and I played players that weren't playing. So I would ask Andrew first and foremost. <laughs> yeah, talk, talk to the sperm uh, whale, the yeah, guy who won yeah, all the rewards yeah, this week. exactly. So I, I think the, the – sh- the, no, the – the thing, the simplest thing to think about your lineups is, I, I think you want to maximize your upside. So the again, the the beauty of your uh, Jacob's laughing, uh, the beauty of Silver MLB is that I try to maximize you, my upside in everything. Honestly, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's 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 life advice. Take that outside the podcast. Um, but I again, the beauty of Silver MLB cannot do this in the other Silver sports. You can take well. I guess you can technically do that in NBA, but we have mixed scarcity competitions in baseball, which we do not have in the other sports. So every week I'm looking at my best limiteds. I still think I'm going to do this even with the threshold change, just simply because I think like right now I'm just trying to collect as many cards as I can. Um, so my best limiteds every week go in my rare all-star. Um, I don't know. What what do you guys think are, do you guys do the same or does so, this threshold change it for you? I think this is where I make my mistake where I play rare all-star because currently I don't have the the right rare cards to do rare pro because you need all seven rare cards. Um, and then I would build my limited, um, my limited all-star lineup first, then my rare all-star lineup. And then kind of fill in with limited cards. Whereas what I should do is do my rare all-star first, put in my best limiteds, then do limited whichever one I decide to do. Um, So I think that's where I'm making the mistake is I'm using my kind of secondary limiteds into my rare team, which Mm. I guess thinking about it now and saying it out loud makes zero sense. (laughs) That's why we're doing this, right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if anything... I'm not necessarily going to play like the best player. 
on paper, which I feel like it's kind of easy to click the top player. Oh, look, top average, next right. middle infielder, top average, corner right. infielder. Oh, look, yeah. But I would, I'd really look and see who they're playing. Look at matchups, look at weather, especially this early on in the year. It can be cold in Colorado just because the ball flies out there. It can be cold. It was real True. cold this week in Milwaukee. Uh, and just think about like even further north, Minnesota, Boston, New York. So, um, yeah, I I would really get on that scouting. And I I'm saying this as I didn't last week, but I wouldn't necessarily just click that top average down the line sort of thing like you're going through your train up line training lineups click 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 next click click all oh, error server error <laughs> click, 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 click. so yeah uh do a little more scouting for sure yeah i think because yeah i i just i think that's a really good breakdown on how you identify who your top people are you know i think like we can maybe agree if you have the top or like once you figure or Figuring out that is is equally as hard as I think that's harder than the figuring out where to play them honestly. Um, so yeah, Jacob's right. It's not as simple as just choosing the highest average because again, one of the biggest things, and I'm I'm curious. I I love your guys' take on this. How much do you guys weight the number of games that a guy has? Um, is that like what is what is your kind of first tiebreaker as you're looking between two people? Is it their average? Is it the number of games? Is it who they're playing uh like talk me through that i guess what i've done is that if it's one one away like if it's two games versus three or three versus four i'm like whatever if it's two versus four then i really start i'm like i gotta prioritize that four that's four games that that person has a chance to hit a home run versus two or whatever again it's four more times to strike out or two more times, I guess, two games versus four. Those both or ways. even if it's two versus three, 1.5 times is mathematically games to strike out in. But I really think it is worth it after playing a few months to play that player with, if they're similar. If you're like Ryan McMahon versus Aaron Judge, you should probably play Judge for your outfielder. But if you're like Ryan McMahon versus who's my middle in Yelich. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Something like that. So uh Andrew what do you, or Nash, what do you think? Yeah, um I think like you said, it's hard because like you said, four games versus three games, if you break it down to just that's three more chances to get more points, three more bats, I should say, to get more points, four more bats, depending on how many they get in the game. Um, but it works both ways, where it's three to four more chances to strike out and get minus, which I'm all too familiar with already, two games into the season or game weeks, I should say. Um, so I, th I think that goes into consideration, but not maybe as much as where they're playing especially now in April, like we've talked about who they're playing, what, I mean, if you really want to go deep and do your research, look up the probable pitchers going against, it'll, you know, it'll say, Oh, against your player against. Yeah. yeah. Cause it'll so, say like, your probable pitcher starter. Yeah. If By the way, up, Chris Flexen, Chris Flexen is scheduled oh, to start God. this week. Heck yeah. Is he going to drop a 30 on us? Probably. He probably will. But, I mean, going up against, like, the Brewers pitching staff or the Mets pitching staff or the Yankees is probably going to result in different points compared to going up against, let's say, like, the Oakland A's. Or the so Cubs. So, if you if – you, what'd you say? Oh, the Cubs. The Cubs. <laughs> the Cubs do have bad pitching. Um, but I think you can really you can really do a deep dive if you're that committed to it and take that into account more so than three games versus four. Um, but I think that's all goes into the consideration of, of sort of who to play and who not to play. I, I would agree. I a hundred percent agree with everything to me. The, the number one position where I wait games the most is reliever. Uh, that is one where, for example, Josh Hader had a great week one. Uh, I did not play him in my priority lineup. I played Jordan Romano because Romano has four games. Uh, whereas Hater only has three. Again, like 
it's just the number for for reliever it's just the the amount of times that they can come in and it's just I hope that there'll be a safe situation and I would love four chances for that to happen as opposed to you know uh three um so I think for me the reliever is is the one position where above all else I think the number of games matters but with a hitter I think quality of player matters the most and then after that uh like like you know if we're if we want to do this like you shouldn't if Yelich has three games and Judge has or Yelich has four, Judge has three. You should still play Judge um, over Yelich. Um, you know, if it's but, four v two, it's like ooh, you yeah. might go Yelich. Yeah, um, yeah. You're totally one hundred percent right about relief pitcher though. That's one where like just more game matters, especially for some relievers who will pitch and then not pitch in the next game just out of fatigue. Mm-hmm. So if they have two games there's almost a guarantee that they're not going to play in one of those games. And if the a situation doesn't occur for them to play in the other game, then that's just a, a free zero, free donut. So yeah. can we talk about relief pitchers for a second? Here? Because... I, I was going to say, we, we might have to go deep dive next week because, mm. okay, continue. Josh, just, bring just, up. We'll go into it a little bit more, but to me with the change in scoring where you get five points for an appearance, Closers are less valuable compared to more late inning relievers. Whoa. Take. Because in my head, closers, majority of them are only coming in one game and then they're resting the next game. So you're losing out on the opportunity for them to get those points for an appearance. Whereas some middle inning guys can pitch two, three games in a row, get an inning. That's 15 points right there just for coming in. Um, so I think some of those six, seven, eight inning relievers that come in to pitch are going to be a lot more valuable compared to closers. Um, so that's something to consider. I also think the scoring evens out the relievers a lot more. Um, they're, they're scoring better. They're comparing more to starting pitchers. Um, so I, I like the change so far. But yeah, that's kind of just my my quick cliff notes version. And even yeah. like three games too uh say two save situations happen back to back and the closer pitches that's pretty much a 100% guarantee that they're not going to play that third game if they got two saves granted it would definitely be worth it but if they got two blown saves i mean you're getting so many minus points there i mean so, i guess i didn't mention this either but especially for closers most teams will have an A pen and a B pen. A pitches when they're winning, B pitches when they're losing. But some guys are kind of floating between. Those guys that float between might be the most valuable. Brent Suter. For example, yeah. today, yeah. Devin Williams didn't pitch because the Brewers won 10 to nothing. The Brewers could go on tomorrow and lose 10 to nothing. And then in the third game of the series, w- lose six to four. Devin Williams will not appear in any of those games. So that's a big fat zero from him. Don't Whereas you might players. have a guy like Gus Varland um, who comes in and, and pitches when they're down five to four in the eighth inning, you know? So I think some of those guys will, will be in consideration in the future. The other thing. And so I'm glad you brought this up. Uh, did you look at who the top relief pitchers were? I honestly, I did not know any I of didn't. their names. Uh-huh. Um, so we should, we'll do a deep dive on this, but another thing, just a cliff cliff, uh, or quick look into maybe next week. Did you guys see Spencer Strider's price down the no. tube? Um, oh yeah. You know, who also, so these starting pitchers, unless you're Garrett Cole and you toss a 44, you're going to get outscored by these relievers. Uh, Spencer Strider had an amazing game week one, but he got, he definitely got, would have gotten overshadowed by uh, Goss Farland, like Josh mentioned. And I just looked um, a, Strider, I think, was clearing well over 350 US dollars. And you could pick up his dual eligible card for 250 a couple of days ago. Wow. Um, so I think people are maybe starting to realize that the dual flex or the super starter starting pitcher is probably not the way to go anymore. But this is this is developing, and I think we'll we'll be covering this this more once we have more game weeks. And yeah. sorry, one last thing, um, just because uh, I noticed this the other day, but I have a Rafael Montero 
um, rare card that I won last year. He's a relief pitcher for the Astros. Um, I didn't play him. I could have played him instead of uh, Kiner Falefa. Um, and he put up 31 last week compared to wow. uh, Falafa zero. So even putting him into a flex position would have done me well. I just checked um, his last sale in was in December, 18 bucks. Um, closer to the end of the season, he was hovering around 30. He sold three days ago for $60. Wow. So He's, Josh is rich. Josh is rich. I, hey, just I'm cash selling out. You should rare just cards. not play Sora anymore. Just cash out and put that money Sora into user, a 40-year. You want to send me an offer on my rare cards? I might, I might consider it. Someone did offer me like 20 bucks for him yesterday. And I'm like, nah. really? You're, wait, you just got an offer out of Random the Random offer. Wow, it was like a third best. of his price. So I was like, reject well, pe- but people are desperate for cards if you're going yes. out of the way to offer you uh without having it on the market to begin yep, with that exactly. is desperation for cards um wow i will say the point andrew that you said about not knowing these relievers on the top you know what helps with that a lot is mlb the show hey. <laughs> i i probably could have told you i've definitely heard of everyone and i probably could have told you what team they play on too what about their birthday um, Ooh, I mean, let's see. Andrew Andrew Chafin. I think he, he's 35 and he was born on August 12th, 1988. Can we get nope. a fact check on that? No, he's 33 years old. I that don't know pretty what close. Birthday. That was pretty close. That's pretty close. And he was born on Just <laughs> June seventeenth. Oh, yeah, uh, oh well. Close. Um, yeah, but I am free. Well, quote unquote free with the Xbox Game Pass, but you can get it on PlayStation PC, I think. So, yeah, it's a good way to learn about these middle relievers, these relievers that you've never heard of, and you can translate that to so rare research too. Just saying. Absolutely. That's great. Or or you can just listen to the pod and Jacob will bring you some good ideas oh, yeah. every week from the guys he's <laughs> right. playing in the show. There you right. go. With that the pickle it helps with the pickle knowledge too. That's true. That's but true. I think we're we're gonna have to replace our pickle segment this week Ooh, because baby. we are implementing something new into the podcast for MLB. Whoa. <laughs> we need the air horns. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be doing dynamic, I guess you could say, giveaways. Not necessarily every week, but it could be every week. And we'd like to give a little shout out to Nellis, to John Nellis, for not giving us... He gave us like a little baseline for this idea, but Andrew, he... what? So he gives away his rewards, basically, no matter what. If he wins... He gives away his limited rewards. Limited, yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, his limited rewards if he wins. Yes, so correct. we are going to be spinning a wheel, tier one through five, and if we win that tier of reward, we will be giving it away. So I could see this happening a few times this season for we're, sure. We're doing um, it for just limited as well, correct? Just yeah, yes, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> prices of rare. the prices of rare cards, those would be some. For fifty-five yeah, minutes. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, right. If, right. if Nellis starts doing it, then maybe we would. But That's I don't true. Know. Yeah. Nellis, your move. Your move, Nellis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because right. we are both the same, uh, the same level of so rare influencer. Yeah, we're, uh, we're yeah, going to be so in the video next we've year. Obviously, we skewed it to T T five, but also we're probably more likely to win T fives too. So it kind of makes sense, like 10% on the tier one, but also we would have to be required to win a tier one as well. So anyways, should we spin it? Let's do it. Oh, wait, before, before, we, oh. before we spin, oh, so oh, this, oh, will be, oh, oh. this will be for game week three, the first one featuring three. rewards. Yeah. So we'll be, so it'll be for the weekend. So stay tuned for next week's podcast. We'll be uh, picking the winner live on the podcast. 
Yeah. If we win this reward. If we win. Yeah. Or, okay, you know, since we could also maybe, like, just do an extra giveaway since we haven't done one yet for MLB. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how this spin goes. I'd say go for it. All right. Ready? Bang. Man. <gasps> wow, this is stop a, it all. It's it's dizzying. a big spin. It's dizzying. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh no! Oh no! Okay. Okay. All right. So if we win tier two this week, <laughs> we will be giving it away here on the podcast. All right. Oh boy! All right. Wow. Get ready for your Chris Sale limiteds. Yeah. <laughs> oh god! Uh, so wow. just. Just let's see prize pool. So tier two. Yeah, pull pull it pull it up. Pull up the tier tier. This two is what I should have won. Place I should four not have... through eighty. Oh, and well, yeah, if it was limited. Tier two in limited all stars place four through eighty. Yeah, I got fifty five. And... <laughs> you would have had to give it away. <laughs> and tier two for limited pro is Oh, wait, they only give away tier threes in limited pro, don't they? No, it's 51 through 100 in limited pro. So, wow, we have two competitions to uh, well, and and the NLAL too. I I don't have a team, and I don't have a team for that either. So, sperm, sperm, wh- sperm, sperm, sperm whale, you, you got we got more chances to win. You're, fun, you're funding the giveaways now. I okay, <laughs> I should say I have a full team for both, but it's made up of mainly injured players. <laughs> Oh, but I, oh, I'm man. the one after all that supply talk. I was giving them kind of credit for it. I'm the one that's waiting to build a team for both of those competitions. Because you can't. Because you, you can't. can't. Exactly. My ETH balance player, right now point zero one nine nine. I'm looking at it right now. Just, just buy a rare goalkeeper, Jacob, and play him there. You said it's easier. I could. So just do it. I think Maxime Crapo can come out as a. <laughs> I mean, if he's healing from a broken leg. Baseball doesn't eat your legs too much. Yeah, if you can DH. Yeah, you can exactly. Uh, well, Amazing, good stuff. If if Andrew won this week, he would have had to give away his what? Chris you, Sale. you know, honestly, I would have been embarrassed. No, I, Chris Sale was was a rare. <laughs> I'd had to give away Michael Conforto. Honestly, oh, I feel yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. a diss. I yeah. don't. Michael Conforto is a terrible giveaway. He was <laughs> an all star in 2017 before covid yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a long time ago oh, that's yeah. a long time ago uh i don't they're tiering we're gonna have to well i think from this giveaway we're gonna learn a lot about their tiering because we're gonna be like because like adam duvall was a tier three i, I think he still is um we'll see how how frequently they update the tiers because i mean yeah the I think it changes most at the beginning of the season, but I was gonna say um, it'll take a few weeks for tier upgrades for sure. But and downgrades. Yeah. <laughs> true. True. But yeah, uh week one in the books. Can't believe it's here. Um wow. it's been a great start to the season so far, both in so rare for some of us and in real life for all of us. Um, so yeah, be on the lookout, uh cheer for us this weekend so we can win you guys some cards, tier two um and yeah don't forget to check out the uh twitter instagram the tiktok the youtube uh post some videos on youtube pretty frequently here so don't forget to check those out yeah Andrew, wait, I, I just i just i just had an idea yeah. okay how how are how are people going to uh enter the giveaway because i just had an idea do you want me All to right. share this this go, idea? go for it go for so, it live, live I, reaction. Think, I think uh we each post our um our common teams for the weekend and if you beat uh the worst of our common teams you're entered in the giveaway so not only do you have chances to win from each of us you have to beat you have to beat all of us to or the worst of us (laughs) uh, the worst you have to beat the worst of us to be entered so i like that uh, we're gonna be rooting against the, all of us to see because maybe we'll get maybe we'll go one two three and y'all will be screwed um but I if think you I think this is the position four, three, four. Let's see, two, three, four, five in common. You're gonna have to give that shit away too. Oh no! <laughs> Don't oh, worry, because I'm gonna win it, boys. I'm gonna win it, and y'all, <laughs> y'all are gonna have to give your one. crap away. Yeah. 
You're Michael Conforto. I'll be waiting. I'll, I'll... I'll be waiting. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that'll be a fun way to do it. Yeah, so you have to you have to beat our common team. Uh, we'll we'll post them on Twitter. Uh, and yeah, that'll that'll be the requirement to enter. So show us your lineup. Show us the final score. And, and if you are better than the worst of us, then you're entered. Uh, so hopefully we can we can keep this going. And once Sower announces a league. We'll be uh, starting a batting practice common league, which will make this a ton easier. Um, unfortunately, we'll have to use the the Twitter method, but um, Papa Elon or Papa Papa Nicola, uh, one of them will deliver for us. Oh yeah, so be on the lookout for that, Papa Elon. Be on the lookout for that. Um, good Elon luck this weekend somewhere. with your lineups. Try and win some Ether awards, which will be exciting. Uh, but as always. You just attended batting practice, the first one of the MLB season, not the last. Uh, and now you're ready to get in the game. Peace.